Today we have a living encounter with the living Lord Jesus Christ who is love made visible. And all the teachings of Jesus Christ are there given to us as a gift so we can become love made visible. Now love and truth go together. We live in a world where People in the name of false compassion try to separate love and truth, and you just can't do that. God is love, and the God who is love says, I am the way, the truth, the life. So false compassion, such as trying to give communion to people who are Divorced and remarried without getting their marriages straight. We understand we, we, people get in difficult situations, but it's just not the teaching of Jesus Christ to give people the Lord and the Most Holy Eucharist until they get things straight with God. And they can still make a spiritual communion. There's no lack of love. God understands their situation. And um, they could live as brother and sister and uh, actually be very happy. And we need to go back to the original plan of God, which is the revelation of truth. And and the, the greatest truth is this. God is love, and God loves us. That's the greatest truth. The second greatest truth is that we are to do good and avoid evil. And we must remember that God loves us, not because necessarily we're lovable, even though we were created lovable, but he loves us because he's good. See, these are, are certain things we must never lose sight of. You know, the, keep the main thing the main thing when you're going to go make love visible because this retreat was to help you receive love, but then to go make love visible. Let's, let's remember the whole point of this retreat. That's your whole life, receiving love and to make love visible. As I said, Pope Benedict said that the whole Christian journey is, uh, in in the first letter of St. John, we have come to know and believe in the love that God has for us. It's a journey coming to know, and knowledge is not just a head knowledge, but an intimacy, a love of love. And to come to know and believe in the love God has for us. His love will never fail. We're in a covenant relationship with God in his blood. Poured out on the cross, no greater love has a man than this than to lay down his life for his friends. And I have called you friends, he says, because I have revealed to you all that my Father has revealed to me. That's what friends do. Friends reveal what the Father has revealed to them in the word. That's what true friends do. They live according to the truth that sets people free. And so we have love made visible in, in the birth of Jesus, in the crucifixion of Jesus, in the Eucharist. We receive love, and we are to make love visible. But we must understand love is to desire the highest and best good for the other, It's not just a feeling, it's a decision. And we receive the instruction about how to live a life of love so that we can make love visible 
and other people then can receive love and they can make love visible and then it keeps going on and on to where the whole world will be loving how beautiful this world would be if that were the case well it starts with us it starts with us okay we didn't just come here for a retreat for a few days and now okay that, the nice things i heard i got a few points and uh um now i'm just going to go back into the world in fact as I shared with you, the liturgy is explaining to you where your challenges are going to be this week, okay? Where you're going to be formed in love and charity. So what did the Holy Spirit tell you in, in the liturgy about where you're going to grow in the life of Christ, who is love made visible, so that you can make love visible? Well, there's a number of instructions and these things will happen in your life you will see if you really are able to put it into practice interestingly in the first reading we heard about those who were chosen to receive a portion of the spirit of god but there were two who did not show up at the appointed time and yet they still received the spirit and started prophesying and and you know we're told that Joshua, the faithful one, came to Moses and said, basically, stop them. They didn't show up at the appointed time. And Moses goes, are you jealous for me? Wouldn't it be great if the whole world were proclaiming that Jesus Christ is Lord? I mean, Moses didn't say that, but, you know, for us, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great if the whole world prophesied the, the truth in love? Are we jealous? You know, is it just our little thing? And you go to the gospel in John, then you see John saying, Teacher, we saw someone else driving out demons in your name, but they're not part of our little group. Stop them. Jesus says, don't prevent them. There's no one who performs a mighty deed in my name who can at the same time speak ill of me, for whoever's not against us is for us. We need workers in the vineyard. I hope all of you go out and proclaim the truth in love. This is not just for the priests. That's become pretty obvious in the church. Okay? We need all of us. We're the body of Christ. We all have our special roles. We all have our spheres of influence. We'll be going to our various places. Some have a nine-hour drive ahead of them, and they can go proclaim in, in their area of the world. Some of us have to fly even to another country, and we can proclaim in our area of the world in Espanol. But the point is, you know, God is good. And so we need to rejoice in, in, in God's work through his children. Now, everything has to be properly understood in Scripture. So at this point, Jesus says, whoever's not against us is for us. But in another scripture, he says, you know, whoever's not with us is against us. So St. Augustine reconciles that basically by saying, to the extent that they're with us, to that extent they're with us. And to the extent they're against us, to that extent they're against us. Pretty simple, right? So just keep it clear, okay? But let's not go looking around. I talk, 
for what's the extent to which they're against us. Don't live your life that way. Look to the extent for which they're with us and encourage it. I'm in a part of the world right now where the evangelicals are taking a lot of Catholics away from the Catholic Church and it hurts my heart. But at the same time, I see how the evangelicals are proclaiming the word of God. And so we just need to water and nurture and they'll come back to the Eucharist. I mean, but I need to make love visible so that they believe through my witness. And that's what they're going to do. They're going to watch our witness more than anything. And if we're living it, they'll come to the Catholic Church. No one can resist the the truth. But some people are out there planting seeds. Okay, that's good. We water, we pray for the sunshine. God God gives what they need and they come to the fullness of the faith. But to the extent people are doing good, you know, you build on that good and look for good and promote the good. But ultimately, we, we must live in the good. So this is where then the Lord goes on talking about charity, love made visible. And as simple as if you give a cup of water to drink because someone belongs to Christ, you'll get a reward. As simple as giving a cup of water to someone, and that's an act of love. Or how about this? Smile. That's an act of love. Be open to people. Listen to people. But again, stay firm in the truth. Know your faith. Study your faith. Love your faith. We talked about the amen, adore, live the moral life. Do good, avoid evil, right? Adore, do good, avoid evil, but be educated in your faith. Love your faith. Go deeper and deeper and deeper. What does this mean? What does this mean? How can I live it? All those things about prayer. And then just never give up, but keep on praying. Now, some will say, you know, is it only Catholics that will make it in heaven? We say, you know, we, we, we could answer that a number of ways, but I prefer to answer it this way. In heaven, everybody will be Catholic. Okay? That's the truth. They don't know it yet, but they're Catholic, if they're going to be in heaven. But uh, the Lord's at work. Charity is what's going to win the day. Charity speaks volumes. And it's not going to be through a lot of words, even though, I mean, if I counted the number of words I, I put out there this weekend, uh, oh, you know, I have a lot to be accountable for. But charity is what really speaks. And you've all shown me great charity. Uh, your witness has strengthened me. I've said it now. This is the third time I mean it. I thank you for your witness, for your charity, for your love of the Eucharist, your love of the church, your love of Our Lady, your desire to go back to your parishes and and start Eucharistic adoration and keep on fighting the good fight. Make love visible. You have a bishop that's supportive of it, so, you know, uh, do it. And, uh, you know, right here in in the the, the central part of the country, you know, I have to admit, you know, I've seen it in in Nebraska and Kansas and the other parts of the Midwest. I mean, it really is like the heart of the country, and it it can go out. But we, we have our areas where God sends us to, 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 to witness. 
So all of you have received anointing to be priest, prophet, king, priest in the common priesthood, which means to offer sacrifices of love, including offering your sufferings, prophet to proclaim the truth in love. For example, marriage is between one man and one woman, and it's indissoluble, or things that are just obvious. Boys are boys and girls are girls. You know, but you must learn how to say that in love in this world. People are very confused, but the truth is when you're born, you're a boy or you're a girl. And that's it, you know. I remember being in the Philippines and, you know, even, even one of the things, the, 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 the false compassion thing is, is about how, how we work with homosexuals. Now, I love homosexuals. I'm not accepting any homosexual activity, though. And I remember this one young man coming up to me, and he knew I was a priest. And, uh, you know, he, he said, Father, Father, I'm gay. And I just kept talking about God and God's love for him and God's plan for his life. And he goes, Father, I'm gay. Father, I'm gay. And he kept saying this over and over. And I kept, you know, just, and he, he thought I was hard of hearing. <laughs> and eventually, though, I did say at the right time, you know, you're praying. I said, would you please quit saying that? Can you say, I'm God's son? Can you just say that? He looked at me. I said, can you please say it? He said, I'm God's son. And man, he had a big smile. He was so happy. I go, quit identifying yourself in who you are not. Identify yourself in who you are. You are God's son. That changed his life, okay? We need to help people come to their identity, but we need to know our identity. But, and it's all love, true love, okay? Not false compassion, but true love, okay? And remember, though, whoever causes a little one who believes in Jesus to sin, it's better to be thrown into the sea with a millstone in our neck. We don't want to cause scandal. And then the Lord goes on. Here's what's going to happen in our week. We have to really examine it. And it's going to happen after this retreat, especially. After you receive all these graces, the devil's going to come and try and steal the graces. That's how it works, right? Grace moves first. I'm not saying being afraid, but you must be aware. The enemy's going to come and try to take, take what you received right away from you. That's a good sign when it's happening. It is. That means you receive things. Write down the few graces that really touched your heart. Keep coming back to them in prayer. But basically, the scriptures tell you what's going to happen this week. Remember, I told you, the teacher gives you the lesson, then it gets reinforced. So, let's get down to the heart of this formation. If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. Now, this is where things need to be properly understood. Thank God there's the magisterial teaching of the Catholic Church that helps us understand the proper meaning of Scripture and sacred tradition. Because in this case, the Lord is speaking allegorically, not directly, literally, because otherwise everybody in the world would be walking around with one arm, one foot, and one eye at best. God does not want us to maim ourselves, okay? But 
you have to think, what does that mean? If your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. The hand is the things we reach to, the things we think are good, the things that are, are what we call apparent goods. Things, think, many things appear good, but they're not good for a human being created in the image and likeness of God. And so we have to quit reaching to those things. Just like our first parents reached to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They didn't need to reach to that tree. They only needed to know good. We should not be reaching to things that are not good. And if you're doing that, cut it off. Stop it. Stop reaching to those things. You don't have to have them. In Thailand, one of the ways they catch monkeys, I don't know if you've ever heard this, but the way they catch monkeys is, you know, they take this little, like, part of a a tree bark, little round thing, and they put this thing in there that's about the size of the hand of a monkey that can reach in, and they put something in there shiny, or they might put banana or whatever they're going to put in there. But by, when the monkey puts the, makes a fist, he can't pull his hand out. If he let go, he could get free. But the monkey just will not let go. And so then they come along and conk him on the head, and they got their monkey. Don't let it happen to you. I don't need to go further on what happens to the monkey after that. But we're not monkeys. Let go. God has great things for us. Don't reach to those things. And, it's, and, and even if you make the mistake and you do, let it, let it go. Oh, it's so shiny, shiny, shiny. That's one of the things I came away, you know, as a formator. I was like, oh, my, man. So many of these young guys. That, I mean, is it, I, I actually put on my door, I, I think it was a little uh, piece of aluminum foil to remind myself as formator that I have to purify these guys from sh- running after shiny things. You know, I, I didn't think that, that, that seminarians would run after shiny things. I mean, I know how little girls, you know, you know little, you know, n- honestly, little girls, you know, newborns, when they see something shiny, I mean, you know, shiny, shiny, right? I mean, that's great because they see my crucifix, and so this is Jesus, you know, but shiny, you know? <laughs> really? A piece of aluminum foil? reach into it let it go cut it off what are the things we reach to and so love made visible if there's anything keeping you from making love visible you're reaching to that i have to have that but it's causing you not to receive love and make love visible cut it off let's make it practical okay you have to examine that this week and god's going to show you this week and he's going to show me this week something i'm going to reach to maybe it might be my reputation Ooh, so important, my reputation. Really? Really? I don't think so. Love is what's important, okay? The things I step to, my foot. You know, your foot is the path you take in life, right? What way are you walking? What direction are you walking? Are you walking in the way, the truth, the life? What is your path? Is it in the word of God? The word is a light for my path, And a lamp for my steps, scripture said. I think we prayed that, right? What is the direction of my life? Is it from the word of God? The word made flesh in the Eucharist, giving me the strength to live that and live in that path, that awesome path? It's narrow. 
but it's beautiful. Stay in the path. If it's leading you off of the path of Jesus Christ, cut it off. If it's not allowing you to make love visible, stop walking in that direction. I don't know, that could even be a a, a judgment. You know, we become so judgmental. They're not in our group. They're not in our club. You know, I don't know. I, I, I doubt this is the situation here, but... We started Eucharistic Adoration, and it's our Eucharistic Adoration, and they didn't sign up to come to Eucharistic Adoration, and they're here. And they're praying out loud. Oh, my. Praise the Lord, they came. Yes, they need to be educated. We all need to just kind of go, mm, you know, that praying out loud thing, they need to get trained a little bit, you know. I mean, okay, there's a need to correct things, but there's a way to do it. But we have to examine what's our path. And we, the faithful, you know, it needs to be in charity and rejoice when people are coming in the path. But what, what are the things we're walking in? What's the path we're walking? Okay. And then if our eye causes us to sin, what are the things we're looking at and we're attracted to? What do we think is pleasurable? You know, what pleasures are distracting us? You know, uh, I, I talked to you about the concupiscence of the flesh, the concupiscence of the eyes, and the pride of life, okay? It's all right there. It's in another way. But basically, the Lord is saying, if anything is taking you away from union with me, communion with me, who is love, the goal of your life, if you lose sight of that, get rid of it. Don't be distracted. The second reading from St. James reinforced it in a hard, hard way. Basically, you know, your clothes and your gold and your silver and the wages that you got unjustly, hey, it's all going to rot, corrode, and be taken away from you. I mean, James, I love James. I mean, he gets to it. You know what I'm saying? Right there. So he's just reinforcing what's being said here. First reading was what? Basically, God wants to bestow his spirit on us. He wants us to proclaim the truth in love. When people are doing that, rejoice. I don't say, you're not an ordained priest. Be quiet. Only I can speak. Really? Actually, I prefer to be quiet. I'm like, you know, you go, girl. (laughs) Whoever it might be. You "You go. Get them. I'm I'm just smiling, you know. Get them. I have many, many stories of, you know, how I've I've had other, you know, lay people do, do amazing things. You know, live your baptism. Receive that spirit. Claim the spirit. Claim the, the anointing, priest, prophet, and king. We know our special roles, you know. James is making clear. Earthly things are not going to make you happy and do not start doing things that are evil to gain even more earthly things. But the Lord is basically saying, I'm the Lord, I, want, I created you for love, and I created you in goodness. Remain in my love. Receive my love and make my love visible and help other people love. 
And if there's anything that's keeping you from doing that, cut it off. Just cut it off. Or my mom used to say, cut it out. Cut it out, Zach. You're right. Cut it off. We are chosen out of this world for an amazing destiny. It's an amazing journey. It's a love affair. It's an adventure. And it's the greatest life possible to be having our life centered in seeking union with God, which is his gift to us. So that's all I'm really going to say. But be look, looking for it this week. Every week where you're going to be formed is right here. Some of you will have temptations to think they're not part of our group. Some of you will have temptations to, you know, say, well, I'll be happy. You know, I'm not asking for a lot. I don't really need to win the lottery. I haven't bought a lottery ticket, but, you know. Some earthly luxuries and pleasures would be a little bit nice. Hey, heaven's full of them. And let's give water to little ones. Let's be loving people, encouraging people. Let's be kind people, forgiving people. Let's touch people with Jesus' love. Let's bestow the gift of the word on others. Let's spend quality time with people and let's listen to people. And let's serve and be grateful that it's a privilege to serve. And anything that gets in the way of love, cut it out. You will be shown this week some things that are preventing you from love. Let's just pray for the grace and the Holy Spirit that we ask to receive from Our Lady. To really live the way of love in truth. Truth and love go together. So there's a way to deliver the truth in love. Can you just say you're a child of God? Or I say to people, you're always invited to the Catholic Church. That's what I say to so many people. I don't, I'm not there to argue with them. If they have questions, I'm happy to answer them. If they're legitimately seeking an answer. But if they want to get in an argument, you know, I, 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 I used to do that. And being a lawyer, I could make the case. But I found that basically I sliced and diced the person and they're laying there bloody and I walk away like I did something great. I didn't help them. I've grown and matured. Praise the Lord. We need to just be in this together and be happy that we've been called to a destiny of happiness, to know, love, and serve God and be happy with him forever. So the retreat was called what? Love made fizz. So what are we going to do? We're going to... That's it. You got it. Great retreat. God bless you.